episode number 339. So for us, it's all about value add to the end consumer. Like, what are we actually giving you? We're giving you these massive discounts. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up. I got my vibes ready to go. It's that Friday vibes, as we were joking earlier. Every day is Friday when you're an entrepreneur. Uh, but I'm bringing you guys a true legend in the game, someone that's been doing this for many, many moons in tech and entrepreneurships and startups. But now, uh, after the show specifically, I think you're going to want to find a way to travel cheaper and maybe steal a few rooms at a better price. Uh, and, and bottom line is that's a huge part of the competitive place of of the travel space now. You can actually, you know, be competitive, find a deal, and then experience it by obviously traveling. And, and uh, a gentleman that has literally doing this every day, Mr. Nate Ritter. Nate, are you ready to be real? I'm always ready to be real. This is, this is my, right up my This alley, is his so, show, yeah. baby. He's the hashtag, <laughs> let's get real, baby. Uh, so take us back then, because obviously we're, we're talking about room stills and we're going to get into that. But take us back into your journey where you're always uh, you know, fascinated with businesses, building them, selling things, uh, et cetera. Yeah, always. I mean, from day one, I mean, I think that it was really interesting to, uh, to see the support from my family. Like it was probably a quintessential story of like, you know, building the lemonade stands and doing the paper routes and things like that, but I always had something, some little twist on it. So yeah, I, I mean, to the point where I franchised a lemonade stand with all the neighborhood kids, Ooh, they gave me 50% okay. of their proceeds. So I was wow. making good bank during the summer and, uh, yeah. So I had my own like little t-shirt, custom t-shirt shop that I would like draw. So as an artist as well, so I'd draw and, and things like that and then sell those in different places oh, and nice. stores and whatnot. So yeah, I've done it forever and, you know, done the quintessential stuff, but also kind of just branched out and always try to be creative and do, do something interesting at the same time. So, so yeah. Embracing, embracing both sides of that brain. Uh, yeah. as well as my, myself, I, I was an artist, I artist do music, I do painting, I do yeah. things like that for fun. Um, but, uh, you know, in life, that's a, that's the beauty, right? Is that you get to embrace and some people get stuck in one side of the brain or the other, and they're afraid to go to the other side. Uh, but I think that is kind of the beauty of, of, I would say, living the dream or basically living your dream and that whatever you feel, um, you want to do, you do, you know? And, uh, so, uh, so you always kind of had that obviously spirit and then tell us a little bit about like, what was your first like business or what was the one that was like the first one to get going where you're like, Oh shit, this is about to be real. You know, like this is money's on the line here. You know, that's cause I think that's the big thing for all of us on the entrepreneurship side is got to get that check baby before you really have a business. Yeah. I think, you know, I've always done that. Like I've always like, like the franchising, the lemonade stands I had, I did the same thing with a paper route. I had my friends run the paper route and I would keep 50% of it and all that kind of ah, stuff. Gotcha. But I don't think, I ever really realized that it was a business. I didn't really realize what business was all about until um, I would say probably when I was, I think I had just gotten out of high school and I was seeing a friend of mine who had a, he had purchased a computer and then, and I was going over to his house to play games with him. And he decided to like drive over and drop off his computer. And I was like, Hey, you know, like, what are you, what are you up to? And he goes, um, well, I just, I'm, I'm dropping off this computer. I said, yeah, but you've only had that thing for a week. I, I watched you buy it. He's yeah, I, I bought it. It was broken. I fixed it. And now I'm selling it to this guy. And I was like, okay, well, well, how much are you making? He goes, I made like 800 bucks. I said, 
so you bought this thing, it was broken, it was worth practically nothing. What did you put into it? And he goes, um, like an hour of time and like 40 bucks or something like that. And I was like, so you just made 700 bucks in a week doing what, nothing for an hour? I'm like, he's like, well, not nothing. He's like, I know, I troubleshot the thing. I tried to figure out what it was wrong and I replaced this, this power power source and, and it all fired up perfectly. And I just put new software on it and off we run. And I was like, okay, stop. You need to show me what you, what you did there. And I think that was like, I was always into computers a little bit, but not to this level. At this point I saw the money and I was like, okay, you need to teach me what this is. And he goes, do you know what a hard drive is? I said, no. He goes, okay, think of it as a, and this, this is going to date me right here. He goes, think of it as a really big floppy disk. And back in the day, you had these floppy disks that you'd stick in the drives and all this kind of stuff. Oh, and I was like, okay, cool. What's next? And he's like, okay. And we just sat there and went through the whole computer. All the parts. And by the time we were done, I was doing the same business he was doing. And then I turned it into a wholesale type of thing and then a retail thing. And then eventually I was basically, I made my own website. And this was way back in the day, which that's not interesting today. But back in the day, when you needed to make your own websites and that kind of thing, it took a long time and you had to have an internet service provider host it for you and all this stuff. Well, I made basically a custom um, form where you could fill out and customize your own computer. And then I was selling those to people in the area. And that was basically, it was like Gateway and Dell, customize your own computer and then we'll come and set it up for you and teach you how to use it and all that kind of stuff before Gateway and Dell became a thing. And of course I didn't expand. I didn't take that opportunity to, to the level that they did, but that was the kind of thing that I, where I saw the money and I was like, okay, this is, this is really interesting. This is a new wave right here. And I yes. built a business in, uh, out of my, my parents' uh, bedroom and like where I was living at the time. And, and, um, and that turned into a whole, a whole nother venture into web development. And that's when uh, web development was, this was like 96, I think it was. So early, early, was, early. Yeah, very early. So that's, how, that's where it started. And from there, it just never stopped. And I've always been on the web from that point forward. It's basically web web everything from there on web focused tech focused uh, and then yeah. nowadays obviously we're talking about like a web 3.0 uh <laughs> you know a new world of web uh, working with your data and blah 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 blockchain etc but that leads us into stumbling into the idea of uh, you know getting your your rooms at a better price because yeah. we all know <laughs> that that is you know, no one wants to get ripped off, right? You know, I'm sure back in the day, everyone was getting ripped off because it was whatever, you, whatever the guy said, that was the price. And he just, if he was in a mood, okay, then he'd give you 500 bucks. If not, you're bye-bye. Uh, and now, obviously, we know with the platforms, you can go on transparent, look at the, look at the properties, kind of do your own research. No travel agents, really. Most people do this stuff on their own for the most part, not saying travel agents aren't awesome because for some that need a real coordinated trip and need that extra service, you need an agent, you know, because it's just worth it. Um, but for those that, for most people, I'm sure they're using a service like yourself. Um, uh, uh, but what gave you the idea about, you know, this idea of room steals, uh, getting these deals at uh, rooms at a deal, if you want to call it. Yeah. So, I mean, I started, I, I built up an agency working on the web and all that kind of thing. I, I built an expertise. And so I built an agency. We were living in San Diego, ran that for about 10 years. And we basically, we focused on the back end, like scalable, very scalable um, web application development. So if you wanted to build a site that was like the next Facebook, this is how I explained it to our potential customers. If you wanted to build the next Facebook, that's the kind of back end work that we do. And then we would contract out to a designer and, and have somebody build the front end, and make it look all nice and neat. But basically gotcha. if you wanted to scale it up to that size, that's what we would do. Gotcha. And so I played in all kinds of different industries. And when we decided to shut the service side of that business down, the agency side, I started working for um, a couple companies and, and kind of like got into this 
space where we, what we, my job was is to build kind of a suggestion engine, like a Netflix sort of a thing, mm. but for group bookings for hotels. And I was like, well, I don't really know anything about this space, but it sounds interesting. And basically on the surface, it's like, if you have more than 10 people, you probably want to go through a broker to book, book a hotel because you're going to get a better deal. They're going to figure this stuff out for you. You might have like food and beverage that you need or some better rate than what's out there on retail. So you right. go through a broker. So that's like get group the rooms together or things like that. They're yeah. Get the, the ins and outs for you. Yeah, if you're putting on an event or you have like a big wedding or stuff like that, right? So, so it's interesting that there's a whole marketplace there and I didn't realize how big it was. I mean, it's like billions upon billions of dollars happen in this like group-based space. And so gotcha. as I kind of transitioned through a couple of jobs, one of the things that I found was that there's this underlying inventory um, of hotel rooms that exists. And I thought, well, that's probably all for groups. Come to find out it's not. The individuals can actually have it. And what I didn't realize, because I don't necessarily play in the corporate world, was the corporate world was kind of already tapping into this to a certain extent. But so was the retail world too. It's just in a different way. And so what I found was like, if you worked for like a big corporation like Verizon or Qualcomm or something like that, mm-hmm. you get a special rate. And those uh, those are deals that are done with brands. And so you can go around as a um, with that code and and book a slightly better rate than you would if you were just going on Expedia or booking.com or something, right? Yes, so that's a group-based booking or, or in this particular case, it kind of transitions from a group because you're not doing it for 10 people, you're doing it for one into something called a closed user group. So, and that, what that means is we know who you are and that's basically it. At that point, we know who you are, you're in a club gotcha. and now you get a better rate. Well, what I didn't realize was that, that that closed user group model, all of the inventory behind there it's, it can be significantly cheaper than the, what's available out to the general public. I mean, to the point of like, if you went to, um, this is one example that I saw when I first started seeing this kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. What are we talking like 10%, like whatever, no big deal. That's, you know, you get 10 or 20% off for Verizon or something. Right. But what I found was I looked at like a hotel in Portugal, a hotel in Las Vegas. I saw some in Orlando and different places and, and, a couple in particular I saw were $3,000 a night penthouse suites. And I was like, gotcha. I'm never going to stay there. Right. So, cause that's just way, way, that's beyond, way too baller for me. Baller budget, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, so what is that? You know, what is that retail? That's 3000 bucks per night. I go and look in the wholesale market and I'm like, okay. And that's what I call it. That's my own phrase for it. But right. To think about it is the wholesale discount, market. You look market. At it. And, um, and, and what I found was that it's, it is, it was $300 a night. And I, and I've, I've been a travel hacker. Like I, I do the credit card churning thing where you take out a bunch of credit cards, you use the spend, you, they give you points and you go spend those points. Right. Like I love that kind of stuff. I'm always looking for loopholes for travel. Love that. And this one just blew me away. And I was like, if I'm going to pay for a hotel and $2,700 is going to Expedia or booking or whoever, like there's no reason for that to be the case. Like I, you should split that with me at least. Right. Give me a deal here. Like, why is it that high? And, and so I think when I started asking questions at that point, and I started asking questions of, of everybody that I was talking to in the industry and had been in the industry for maybe three years at that point, what I kept finding out was there's no rhyme or reason for why one person might have access to that rate and another person might not. It's just that whether you're in a club or not. And so how club, people... Right. Yeah. So how people monetize the club is like all over the place. So you'll see these luxury clubs where you get access to like severely discounted rates or whatever you want to say. And they're like, it costs you $1,600 a year or something crazy. You're never going to get that back out of, uh, of that unless you book that penthouse suite, right? That's from the luxury folks. Yeah. Unless you're going nuts on, uh, on trips. Yeah. 
but for the common person, like you might see a, you know, 2,500, a couple hundred bucks here or there. Maybe, maybe if you stay at a place for a week, you're going to see maybe 700 to a thousand dollars worth of savings that could pay off maybe, but you're only taking like a week or two worth. What about all the other times that maybe you want a staycation or maybe, you know, maybe you fly to Europe and do something super long. You may or may not ever get that money back. And for 1600 bucks, it was pretty crazy. Like to hear that those are the kinds of clubs that are out there. And I was like, okay, there's a few things I want to do differently here. And I saw the market and I brought this to my boss at the time. And I said, Hey, here's an idea. And he was like, nah, that won't work. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can you sign this down the line? And can I go do it? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm shortening about a year and right, a half worth of right, thought into right. this. Right. You're like, can I please get out of this thing? I'm going to try to try this all on my own, baby. Yeah. And this was where the whole, like kind of thinking of things slightly creatively, because everybody in the industry right now, if you look at like Expedia and booking, they also, they used to take everything on commission for hotels gotcha. and travel. So 18% or something commission. Gotcha. Well, when the, when they started unbundling all of this wholesale market from where they had like a flight and a hotel and a travel thing all put together, right. they started picking that apart. You started finding all this margin in the hotel area, which is just a lot of margin. And so now they're dynamically switching back and forth between getting a commission or taking the margin, depending on which one is bigger. Gotcha. And so gotcha. they'll present whichever one they want to you based on whichever one they're going to get make more money off of. And there's a few variations of this too. We can get into at some other point, but the point of this is I thought I saw that gap, that massive gap of margin. And I thought this, if, can I have this, can I access this? And and everybody I talked to said, yeah, you you could, if you were in this group is like, what does it take to be in the group? And they're like, say you're in a group. (laughs) I'm like, okay, then we should have a group. Right. (laughs) Let's just make one big group then. I mean, what's the difference. right? Right. So I just, I made onboarding as easy as possible to did social login. We have a staycations like email. We have all these things now that are like super easy to get a part of the group. And now you can get access to these rates and there's no reason not to like, so the way we make our money and because we saw this was not a transparent thing, we thought we should take the, the lack of transparency in the industry and just completely blow that out. So now what you see on our site is the bottom right. We don't make any money on the transaction whatsoever. No much, no margin, no commission. So we're just going to do the Costco model. We'll say, okay, we're a membership then, but we're going to keep the membership. It's not 1600 bucks and we're not going to fake luxury it out. This is like the common person. It's $95 for the year. Book as much as you want. Wow. If you can't make 95 bucks in savings back on our platform, don't be a member. And then pretty much guarantee that's not going to happen. Like if you're traveling for a week, you're going to, you're going to find that, that $95. So, so it's a great model. It's like that literally saving uh, a ton, obviously, if you're booking a lot of trips, yeah. but if you're only just booking that, you know, one-off trip uh, once a year, you're definitely going to make up the hundred bucks. It sounds like, yeah. Just like Costco, a few trips at Costco kind of makes up for the difference of, uh, the hundred bucks or 80 bucks or whatever, 195 for executive, whatever it is for, you know, for your membership, but a couple Costco runs, you save a lot of money there, you know? And, uh, yeah. And then actually Costco cut you a check at the end. Obviously they're a little, they're a little, <laughs> right. little checks. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's a uh, uh, minimal, but you know, it's all based on what you spent that year. So it's a fascinating model, but I think that your model is so transparent that, uh, the key now is just getting this into more people's uh, awareness right now. It's just, yeah. it's a game of, you obviously hotels.com Expedia, big, big budgets. So let's just be real. Huge. I mean, they got these margins like you just talked about. They got twenty seven hundred dollar margins on a penthouse. I mean, it's <laughs> they can they can they can uh advertise quite a bit. Uh yeah. obviously publicly traded companies, some of these some of these companies too. So th- but that doesn't stop you, you know? And so right. that your your differentiation is is the transparency. I love that. 
And, you know, obviously the, the, the value of uh, the, if you want to call it Amazon Prime model, you know, giving someone yeah. a, a membership to access as many discounts as possible. And, uh, and then obviously the business can grow maybe other, different other ways as Amazon's founding. They have a huge advertising business now, yeah. um, running mm-hmm. ads and things like that inside the listings and things like that, which is really cool. Um, as we're seeing that um, being monitored now more and more in the advertising business, it's like the third most powerful advertising vehicle now. Um, uh, who would have thought that 10 years ago that Amazon would be actually an advertiser? Um, but uh, that's what happens when you got billions of people just looking at listings all day. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. it's fascinating. And obviously, companies like eBay have figured this out too, like promoting listings and, and trying to make money advertising in, 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 uh, amongst the feed, if you want to call it. Um, Cause there's people there, you know? And so yeah. it's very interesting. Uh, but, but now how does this grow? How do you, how do you, how does it, how does it go to the next level? I love this mall. This is a fabulous mall. Yeah. I think there's a few places. I mean, we're the, one of the things that we're focused on, I mean, you, as you can tell, just simply by the model itself is transparency and honesty and being upfront and showing exactly what's going on um, in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about you know, how other places are not transparent. But I think for us, we're trying to ignore that fact. Like we ignore the whole rest of the industry. Like let's do things in a way that's like beneficial to the consumer. Look, we're not the guys, we don't own the hotels, right? So we, what is the value that we're providing? Well, it's, it's relatively low. We're providing a discount to the, to the place that actually has it. We're a broker in between. So we're trying to stay as much out of that as possible, but still retain a good business. So for us, it's all about value add to the end consumer. Like, what are we actually giving you? We're giving you these massive discounts, right? right. That's what we're giving you is that access to the massive discounts. So, which by the way, just to back up for a second, we want to, the skepticism, and I heard you talk about this at one point with, on another um, one of your shows, the skepticism in the marketplace and where we're at right now is is pretty high. Nobody really believes that there's actually a difference in the, in the hotel rates, which is why we let you be a quote unquote member, like you, you be a part of the club for free. Mm. It's just when you want to book it is, so you can see the rates and you can see everything going on, but when gotcha. you want to book it, you pay us. So gotcha. if you don't see anything that makes any sense for you, fine, don't be a member, but you might as well still have the Chrome extension and see what's going on when you do want to book. You might as well be have a staycation alert that tells you that there's $800 worth of savings for you and your wife or partner or whoever mm-hmm. down at the local, you know, five-star resort. Like those are the kinds of things we're like, no, we'll show it to you be a member when it makes sense. Right. So anyway, jumping forward, like for us to make money and expand in the future, we're thinking it's mostly about value add. We want partners. We want things where we can put this together and say, Hey, you know, you have the basic membership to the hotel, but what if we added like a concierge? What if we added um, a bunch of products and services into the membership that made this more appealing for you as a traveler? Mm-hmm. And you may take that as an upsell. You may not, but that's going to be your choice, right? And so I think there's a lot of options. We have, you know, insurance plans for those oh, people yeah. who are traveling internationally. You oh, know, yeah. what about, I mean, you have the COVID issues with, you know, cancellation fees and those kinds of things. You have all kinds of things that we can, travel is so multivariate. You can put all kinds of things together and let people kind of pick what makes sense for them. And, and that's something that we can put together, especially if, if the value of the membership over like way over does it in terms of the discounts and the other things that you're getting. Like if you had discount options for, for other membership programs or things like that, we want to bundle that stuff together and let people have access to that. We're all about the end consumer. Like that's for us, that's the end result for us is, is just make sure that if I were, if I were the person who was going to room steals as the consumer 
and I saw what was available, I would want to be treated like this. And that's our philosophy inside of our, our company is how does the end consumer, you know, what do they want? If you were going to walk in the door, what is it that they want? Because if we're not treating that person like that, if we don't have a hyper focus on our end consumer, who's, who's showing up at roomsteals.com, if we don't have that hyper focus, then we're going to do something that's going to be a bad idea for them. And they're not going to like us and they're not going to want to pay us and we shouldn't be in the market. And this is, this is exactly like how commerce should be working, right? (laughs) The invisible hand and all that. So that's our, we're just hyper-focused on the end consumer, making sure that we're doing the best thing for them. And and people even, we've had investors and other people tell us, um, or potential investors, we, we are bootstrapped. So, but- um, like that, like that. Yeah, but we have had potential investors look at us and say, well, you're leaving so much money on the table. If, mm. you know, if let's say a weekend, just recently I got a, a uh, an alert from our own system that said in San Diego, there's a two hotels down the street that had $800 worth of savings for two nights. Mm, and I was nice. like, cool. And they're like, why aren't you taking some of that money off the table because they're saving 800 bucks the consumer is but you're only getting 95 for the whole year and i'm like but that's the point like for us that's the point to the consumer like we're doing the right thing for the consumer because we are taking the value that we're providing up to a point but like that should be the consumers in our mind like that should be their money right. like if it were me i look at that 2700 and i'm like like i said split it with me or something like right. give me something off the retail like if that's what's available because why? Because you're brokering a deal? Like, what is that worth? It, you know, it depends. Everybody's got their argument there. But in my opinion, I'm like, I'm not doing a whole lot. So I'm cool taking 95 bucks and giving all that back to the consumer. And I think that they'll appreciate it and be long-term customers because of it. So yeah, if you get a hundred million customers doing uh, $95, you got a really nice little business there, baby. Let's We're, go. Let's go. <laughs> that's the math. <laughs> and, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it, it's uh, any variant in between uh, is a fun journey. Right. And yeah, so I think yeah. that's the, the beauty. And it's such a big space right now, especially because people are wanting to travel. So I think yeah. you, you, you have a really well positioned business going into the next probably 10 years as people have had some PTSD. Let's just be real. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now we're kind of willing and wanting to embrace a lot more of our experiences in travel. And they're seeing that from every category, Circus de Soleil, from yeah. airline bookings, uh, travel hotels, People are booking, you know, even yeah, well far in advance now because they're just like, dude, this is pretty much over. Let's go, you know. And yeah. so uh, I think you're going to see a huge spike in traffic and business. And we hope that, you know, we're going to continue to amplify the message. And obviously the business on itself amplifies its own message because uh, the service itself stands for itself. You know, it's one of those yeah. things that once you get involved, obviously, and you start seeing these deals, I can only imagine that, uh it's a motivating. It's very motivating to travel a little more, maybe even like you said, take a, a yeah. staycation, take a, a trip that you've been waiting on. Um, and then obviously in most cases, the hotel is a big part of the cost of a trip, you know? So if you can save that, I can see you got you guys completely adding on those added values of uh, like, I think Airbnb and some of these companies are trying to get into experiences, right? So right, right. those added on value experiences, hey, parasailing companies, you know, all these type of things. And then also the big ones, like you said, the insurances and protecting the trip because some people, you know, we unfortunately didn't protect our trip. Uh, we were, we were tra- traveling in March of 2020 to Hawaii for Maui for a week. Didn't think anything of it. Just was like, we were so optimistic in December or whatever it was. We booked it. Our friends were going to get propo- uh, proposed to each other. But dude, we got like 600 bucks back out of like three grand from American Airlines. Right, right. It's like, dude, like, okay, I can go fly to freaking where? San Francisco? 
uh, with 600 <laughs> bucks. I had a trip planned to Maui, baby. And you're going to give me, you know, yeah. and it, it's one of those things I understand, but we should have had the insurance. You know, we just didn't think of it. And it's literally just a click of a button. But for them, a very lucrative click of the button if you do add on insurance because if you don't redeem that it's a great business you know that's uh, how insurance berkshire, works right there the berkshire hathaway <laughs> model baby it's that uh, you know you're getting that cash flow uh and uh you know if you, when you pay out you obviously got to pay out but until then you uh, enjoy that kind of the, the flow of the ca- an extra cash flow so i love that dude i think that travel like you said is so diverse that it's it's yeah. almost ever ending you know you could get talk about food and you could just get into every single thing you do and when you travel and uh so it could get deep if you if you yeah. want to go that way but for now ma- the main thing is obviously guys and gals finding those deals but then obviously getting part of the club uh so that you can get access to those deals bottom line and i love that you guys don't kind of put a paywall behind that you know you kind of right. let them see the deals let them fill out the trips and then when they're ready obviously there's got to be a payout to you guys because you're bringing them the deal um yeah. so so that's you know like you said it, it kind of comes back to your paper out days man it kind of comes back to your <laughs> other days right you, hey partner right. up with me and let's do 50 50 let's find a way to make some money together you know uh good good idea i like that i like that model man uh yeah so where, where like, do you what do you think uh, you know uh you know what are, what are some of the challenges that people are are having right now that you're seeing um in, in your space like what are some of the challenges businesses are having right now yeah, I think there's, well, I mean, in travel, I mean, we've come through that challenge at this point. I mean, travel, you're, you mentioned it, travel is back and it is back big. Um, yeah. There, we saw a huge uptick. Um, most, we, we saw it in April, but we were hearing about it from other people um, maybe in February and even prior, like in November, some people were think we're starting to, to, to talk, but um, come, you know, February, uh, March and April, um, it's just oh, back. Like you wouldn't believe, I mean, we were hearing from companies that they're, uh, you know, at least pre COVID levels, if not, you know, two or three times that in some areas. So it's been interesting to see. So it's definitely back, um, in a, in a huge way. I mean, we lasted through just simply, we kind of got lucky because we turned, we used to have a monthly model, uh, and, and monthly payment. And, and we switched it to an annual one right before COVID hit, not wow. knowing that it was there. And so we got a, wow. uh, a bunch of traffic right ahead of time. And that basically lasted us through um, the entire time. And then come the end of the, the span, I mean, looking at like March and April, we had spent the whole time just kind of working on our product and flipped it over and, and increased our prices in, um, in April. And we had a ton of traffic come in just simply because we we're saying, hey, you know, travel's back. Uh, it, it, to some people, and if it's not yet, that's okay. But one of the things that we do when, when we, if we do increase our prices, which we've done in the past, but if we do, we just make sure that everybody who's on a price plan gets to keep that price plan. So when we first started, we had a dollar 99 a month. That was what our first, first one was. And we still have people on that plan. Love that. So we did that with this one. Give give back to your OGs, man. I love that. Because dude, I, I can't tell you how many times guys and gals, I have had a conversation with the company and I've been with these company for now, like maybe 10 years. And now they want to increase my, my invoice for what? Oh, for the same thing. Oh, you get the right. same software <laughs> and it's now $1,200 instead of 600. What the, you know what, dude, we're good. Thank you. Yep. You know, that's what yep. ends up happening. You have to have those conversations, especially after COVID. I had to cancel the contract. I had to talk to the president and talk to all these people and tell them, dude, you guys are crazy. I know yeah. it's a new company, basically one of those merger deals. Another company came mm-hmm. and bought it, taking all their customers saying, oh, it's way underpriced. So let's go triple pricing on everything. 
I get it to a certain level, but what they should just do is triple pricing on anything new. I mean, it's just that's right. triple that's price right. on anything new that comes in. All the old OGs that have been with you that are like stuck with you, keep them where they are. They're happy. Don't keep trying to raise their rates every year because it's just frustrating. Every year you have to have this conversation with some software rep. It's always a new rep. It's always someone new because it's very a lot of turnover in the business. And, and then you're dealing with, oh, I got to have to, oh, hey, we're going to do this. Dude, you're doing the same thing for me and you're trying to charge me double. I can't do yeah. it. And so- well, and- and on that note too, like I had that same thing happen where I had a service that, that was, that uh, I had used, I had, a, I had an account for like, I would say like five years or something like that. And I forgot that I had the account and I was going through one of those things that like unsubscribes you. And I'm like, oh yeah, I had that account. I went back and looked at what their current pricing in it is. And because I was in, on their old, old, old plan and they left me in there, my pricing was incredibly cheap compared to what they were doing today. And guess what? Now I'm using them all the time. Exactly. It may not necessarily work out, but for them, like monetarily, maybe they could make more money if they would have charged differently. However, what I'm doing now is anytime anybody talks to me about what do you use as your, your, for instance, my email service provider, when I send out email, I tell them, this is what I use. This is the company I use. And they might not get the same price that I do, but guess what? I, you know, I'm advocating for them now. And so it, they're going to get their money back in one way or another, either from, it's not going to be from me, but it's going to be from the five people that I just referred over. Right? Absolutely. So. Instead of having the opposite conversation and being like, dude, I'm done with you guys. There's other competitors out there that do the exact same thing. And bottom line is, uh, you know, it can't be double. It can't be double. For, <laughs> right. for, if I haven't gotten double the benefits, and we're talking a bigger bill here, we're talking you know multiple thousand dollar bill every month. Uh, the the value's got to be there. Otherwise, you have to make as an entrepreneur those tough calls, guys. And I said, hey, I got, I got to call the president. I got to call whoever. I'll sit down with them. I'll tell them my story. I'll tell them, hey, dude, look back in your records. We've been there since you were like your first starting company, and yeah. don't forget that. And if you're not willing to understand my story, then we're good. And it yeah. ended up being that. It ended up being we're good. We're going to have to cancel the contract because that's the conversations you got to have at some point as an entrepreneur too, to stay bootstrapped like you, stay lean, mean, and, and our bottom line is stay in business, guys. I mean, uh, yeah. it's a real part, hard part to do in this day and age. And sometimes you got to have to make those tough calls. But anyone that's in the software business, I would love what you're doing. Keep people at the same prices, all the new customers the, at, the, yeah. at the higher price because it's, they're new. You know, it's a new yep. thing. Uh, it makes sense. It's not like it's absorbently that much higher, but it is, you know, and it, it, but that's the truth, you know? So uh, the last thing you want to do is go back to all your old GP. Hey, guess what? It's triple the price now. And Hey, guess what, Nate? We're going somewhere else, dude. And, and that's the last thing you want. Your favorite customers going somewhere else. Like you said, you, the advocacy they bring to the brand is well more than the price. So definitely. Anyone that's in the business needs to learn from that. that that's a great uh, lesson in pricing. Um, uh, pricing is a big thing. It's a very, very big thing. Uh, recently had a guest all talking about it. I mean, it's, it's a very pivotal thing for software and businesses, how to price, how to price it correctly. And also where the customers feel in position and value and all these things back because they do move. Um, but now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Apple or Android? Apple every day, all day. Let's go, baby. Sandbox, keep the security safe. I like it. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Ooh, that's switched in the pandemic, so I'm going to go YouTube now. Nice. Okay. Why do you watch YouTube now more? 
uh, I ran out of stuff to watch in Netflix and I just want to binge. Like, I, I think the other thing too, is I saw a lot of people like we did, like I mentioned the traveling and we saw, we, we somehow spun into this whole space where everybody was in the past, like three years prior to COVID was doing all kinds of like travel vlogging and things like that. And I didn't, I wasn't exposed to that before. And then we kind of ran out of stuff to watch on Netflix. So I was like, let's see if these people are any good. And it turns yes. out there's some really good creators out there that are just, you know, totally indie. And I love the indie indie space. So it's just spawned a whole new world for us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's so many creators and obviously the best uh, thing about the YouTube algorithm is once you trigger one uh, travel blog, you'll see another one. It's a for sure thing. Uh, and when you're thinking about social, is it Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? What's your favorite social platform? Uh, my favorite, I use Twitter. Twitter, um, let's I, go, baby. Tweets. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. Twitter. One of one of my favorites too, actually. The OG. It's getting a lot more respect uh, in the last <laughs> some different discourse, obviously, whatever the politics stuff. But a really cool platform, and obviously a really uh, uh, incredible entrepreneur, uh, Jack Dorsey. Uh, you know, with Twitter, I, Twitter is one of those ones you could see still someone buying it. You know, it's just one of those yeah. ones. It's got to be probably the right company. Uh, but it just, it just seems like it's 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 a company that it bought and move. It has it has bigger potential than it's currently at. Um, much, and much. Uh, I'm always curious about that. What company decides to buy it for distribution or for other things in the ads, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're thinking about meals, chicken or steak? Steak. Steak, steak baby let's go do you, have a, do you have a favorite cut of steak i wish i you know i do i just never know which one it is because i was i always tried something different and nice. then it gets, I like and that. i'm like oh here's the one that i like and then i forget which one that is so <laughs> if it's know. a good steak it's a but good steak. steak that's the bottom line care. you know steak. if it's seasoned yeah. well and it's got a good you know sear on it and it's tasty it's tasty baby you know that's, that's what right. i was saying too uh smartphone or a laptop if you got to get out the door right now um man i wish i could do everything on my smartphone how about that i, I, I can't I but i wish i could once they get the computer uh the uh, the artificial dictation and all these kind of things better and then i swear they got to find a way to like take a 3d like computer screen or something out here so that we can like just type on it and then that might there be the, that might be this the next link is just be I able to that. type and get your fingers ready and uh that technology is in the works. It's got to be. I've heard in China they got that kind of stuff. Uh, huge three-dimensional uh, typewriters, you know, that, that pop out of your there phone. You go. And it's got to be there. It gotta, we got to have that. Spotify or Pandora if you're thinking about music? Spotify. Every time. Spotify. Love Spotify. So much content on there. Uh, movies yeah. or video games? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I, I'm going to have to – well, I mean – this depends on what you're asking. Am I doing this today? It's movies. If I had like, you know, wave magic wand, what I would rather be doing, it'd be video games. Cause I have a couple of sons and I'd love to hang out and play video games with them all day long. But nice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go with movies just cause I need the downtime. The downtime. I like that. Yeah. The cool thing yeah. about movies too, is there's, a, there's an end with the video yeah. games. Kinda <laughs> you get stuck down the road. I want to go back again and get that, that mission uh, two hours more later, going down the road. It's funny. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about that just because it's very hard. Even people that have a lot of self-discipline with video games, because the competitiveness of all that stuff now with the I love that. talking yeah. to your friends and all this kind of jive talking, you know, it's, it's a different kind of video game now. Uh, yeah. Reading books or listening to books. Uh, I have to go listening. I I read so slow for some reason. I, I I barely finish a book a year, but if it's on audio, like I'll rip through it like in no yeah. time flat. Yeah. You actually do retain a lot of that stuff. You know, quite often you forget, mm-hmm. you know, that you, you'll like come stumble back on it or something like that. And you're like, 
I already knew that, huh? Because I already listened yeah. to that, you know? So something about that audio in your, in your mind, uh, is, is, it's powerful, as well as you can do so many things with it. Stocks or real estate, if you're thinking about diversifying the portfolio. Uh, depends on when in the cycle we're talking about. <laughs> right now, real estate is high. Yeah, right now I would sell my real estate. Um, I think it's too high. I, I would probably, actually, I'm just going to go off the rails. I'm going to say Bitcoin. Let's go, so. baby. The BTC, <laughs> I've been in Bitcoin since 2015. There you the go. Moth, Polly Tapatia. I watched enough videos of that guy and uh, I uh, got into a little taste and uh, we got into, uh, we got ourselves a little crypto. We like the crypto. Yeah. We like the crypto. We liked it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, the things in the future are going to be, quite interesting we'll see how it all rolls out but uh interesting mm -hmm. world that we live in today and if you're thinking about a vacation my man i know you live by a beautiful ocean in san diego <laughs> uh but oceans or lakes if you're thinking about vacations i i love the ocean i just can't get away from it i don't care if it's a vacation or we live here i just love the ocean and i'd love to be in a warmer ocean but I, even though i love the west coast the ocean if i could warm the west coast ocean up i would never leave this place right that's yeah. all i would want <laughs> the, trade the East Coast and the West Coast oceans, uh, yeah. uh, you know, or the, uh, what is it? The Gulf of uh, Mexico ocean. That, that yeah. one is a warm one, a lot warmer. Uh, yeah. But nothing like those beautiful waves of the crashing uh, California coast. Uh, so when you're waking up, Nate, and you're getting yourself ready for your day, why do you love being you? Oh, man, I, I, I optimize for flexibility and freedom. Um, I try really hard not to think so much about the money I, and i will be the first to admit i'm i'm in a luxurious space that i have that option right, right. but um absolutely but i i love i love the freedom that i have i love the, the fact that i get to wake up and do what i love to do um whether i'm doing that for somebody else as a job whether i'm doing that for myself as a business whether mm. i'm doing that for my family i get to do what i want to do and there's very few people who get to tell me to do something i don't want to do um and I just kind of like work in that direction. I keep it, keep it moving in that direction and make more and more and more of that. So stay in that lane, why. stay right in yeah. that zone, man. I like that. So it falls right into that lifestyle entrepreneur, which I think people thrive. Most entrepreneurs are our lifestyle. They enjoy mm -hmm. the life. They don't yep. necessarily want to be bogged down with sitting in corporate meetings all day and just like head counts and this and that and public figures and this and some people do some entrepreneurs, yeah. they want to, they want to build the biggest damn thing in the world and they are driven to do it and they'll sacrifice their family's lives, everything for it. But I think most of us fit into a lifestyle entrepreneur where we love our time. We love our families and the yep. flexibility and the ability to do whatever the hell you want to do and, uh, and not be so, rigidly focused and uh, a beautiful thing, my man. Uh, I think when you lean into that, <laughs> God and the universe, whoever you believe in, uh, you know, continues to provide for you, my brother. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of startups, oh, no. entrepreneurships, uh, building things? Oh, no, not a chance. There's no chance. I mean, my wife is and she's like, I know we're never, ever not going to have a job. I think I've tried that once and that wasn't very fun after yeah. two months. So, you know, I think that's funny about, you know, the American dream people say is like um, to be able to, to do nothing. And I completely disagree with that. I think the American dream, once you get something, that capability, what you want is the option to do nothing. On this day, I want to do nothing. Great, go do it. You have the freedom to do that. That's, that's what actually the American dream is. If you actually did nothing for like three months in a row, you would go insane, or at least any entrepreneur I know would. Like that would, 
there would not, it would not happen. It would not work. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you, you start to do <laughs> things that are self uh, destructive. You know what I mean? Yeah. When the, yeah. those situations is very true. Boredom. Bored. Is just yeah, boredom bored. creates mischief, man. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. Got but it's fun. Like you said, the flexibility and the freedom to have that, to be able to have that time to, uh, if you need to take time, hang out with the sons and play some video games, sacrifice a couple hours of business because you can. Because yeah. you can. And that's the beauty, yeah. uh, especially in that zone of financial freedom too, guys and gals, is once you get that, you get a lot more control. Um, and uh, anywhere in, in the journey, the beauty is that you do get to have control of your time instead of rushing here, being at work eight to five, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I think that's why many people love that lifestyle entrepreneur. Whether you're a, a maid, a gardener, those are lifestyle entrepreneurs. They control their time. They come and do their service. They're out. They get paid. They live. Beautiful. Beautiful thing. Right. Uh, do you have a routine to start your day as a family man? As a, you know, do you have a, a structure routine or is there uh, a more yeah, loose I, We do. I mean, it's a, it's a bit boring, but uh, we do. I mean, I let my wife sleep in. I take, we have a one-year-old daughter. And Ooh, so nice. I, okay. I get up and get the bottle and feed her and get her her solids and get the kids, the boys to do their chores and all that kind of stuff. And gotcha. I grab my coffee and, you know, eat my, my meal for the morning. And then, um, and then she gets up and we swap. And at that point, I sit down at the computer and really start working. But gotcha. uh, the I- ideal situation is actually what we call um, the Paris schedule. And that, <laughs> which is when we went to Paris for a month at one point, uh, I was working with a business partner who was here in San Diego and I was there. And so I would, we would go out all day. We would wake up whenever, go out all day, do all the interesting things that we wanted to do, spend mm-hmm. it with the family. And then at about five o'clock, I would eat dinner real quick and then I would start my my work and I would work until I just couldn't work anymore which is usually about midnight close the laptop go to sleep do the same thing the next day I had so much time with the family that was the optimal schedule we're not there at this point here because we're all in the same time zone but at some point that's we tried that for a month or two recently and it was really fun to do and the kids loved it and I loved it so we're gonna get back to that we we tested it once but yeah I think it's it's the optimal schedule for you and I uh, there's so much you can get done in that Times that you're not getting bombarded with emails, phone conversation, text mail, t- uh, Slack requests, whatever you want to call it, uh, mm-hmm. social DMs uh, during the daytime that, you know, during the nighttime hours, usually that's when you can actually get some focus work or in some entrepreneurs, we just wake up hella early, wake up at four o'clock in the yeah. morning and just, that's just what they like to do. They just, by six o'clock, they're done. They're asleep. You know, uh, everyone is a little bit different, but I like that Paris model. I, I like that. Yeah. Spend the day family, kids, activities, fun, five o'clock work until you're tired. Yeah. All over. And, I'm, and I'm a night owl. I mean, this is when my, my head starts spinning like super fast at about 4 PM. So it's perfect gotcha. for me, but not for everybody. I have a friend who wakes up at four in the morning and I'm, I'm like, that's an ungodly hour. I think that that is when, you know, God will smite you if you wake up at that hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he loves it and he gets so much to work done. And so to each their own, right? So it's so true. It's the beauty about these fingerprints. We're all different guys and gals. We're all different. And uh, do you have a favorite app or tool that helps you in your business? Do you either just gravitate to use a lot to uh, love? Ah, oh, man. I, you know, the, as much as I hate email, I think the one app that I have that's been really helpful over time because I've written a couple of scripts to help me with it is we have um, Gmail for domains. So we oh, typically yeah. use Gmail, but um, I use an app called Kiwi, K-I-W-I for Gmail. And um, it, yeah, it just separates out Gmail into its own app. And then it has all the Google Docs and everything like that too. Got um, you. 
And then I write a couple scripts that basically help bring back, like if I sent out an email to somebody and they never responded to me, it brings it back to me in seven days. And so then gotcha. I can go look at it again. So it's little things like that. Um, I think the email management bit has really been the most help over, over the years. It's key. That's like the hotline. I always say that's my number one uh, social network is the email. It is, Everything right? coming through there, baby. <laughs> everything, business, personal life, investments, bills, everything is coming through. Everything. everything man. That's right. Incredible. Uh, is there a skill you're trying to master right now? Is there something you're trying to get better at, uh, improve? Uh, yeah, I am tr- I'm trying really hard to understand um, kind of like what I can do for myself in terms of personal knowledge management. So PKM. Got you. And there is a tool, I was going to mention this, I was, this was kind of on the tip of my tongue as to whether I bring this up, but there's one called Obsidian. Uh, and it's kind of similar to another one called Rome Research. And I like I like the, I like Obsidian because it's basically free and open and you can develop on it and be me being a geek that's appealing. But, um, but I just, um, I haven't figured out how to like get the most out of the, the stuff that I stuff in my head all the time. So like I'll read stuff and I feel like I'm losing like 90% of it over time. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring that back and figure out how to connect the dots. Like I used to call myself a dot connector as like the thing that I used to do. And, and, and now for some reason, I feel like I, I, I can still do it, but it has to be pretty, pretty well, like frequent, there's a frequency bias to it. And I feel like there's things that I probably have learned at some point or knew that existed or somebody knew something about something. And I knew that they were the person and I totally lost that. And I want that to come back. So personal knowledge management is one thing and note taking and those kinds of things are all kind of wrapped up. I feel like there, I could be a much more productive person and probably see a whole lot more insight into the value that is, that could be created in this world if I could kind of harness that a bit better. So I'm working in that direction. So that's, that's my big kind of like focus right now. I think that's a challenge for everyone too. I think that's it a is. challenge for everyone, yeah. especially uh, for people like yourself, they've had success. You know, you've built a lot of things. You've had a lot of different incoming messages and, and meetings and everything. And so because you have all that, uh, you know, if you want to call it knowledge, you're a family, you got kids, you got so many different things that uh, it, it becomes more challenging, you know, to kind of, quiet the mind when you are um, taking in a content or taking in a book Mm -hmm. or taking in a podcast. And I think part of, I always say, Hey, part of it is that you're actually still listening to that. You know, it's like the subconscious, like you might not remember it, but you did, you know, kind of deal. Uh, And then uh, a part of it is sometimes we got to quiet our minds, you know, sometimes we got to really say, okay, this is all I'm doing right now. And like, maybe you got to close your eyes. I know for me, that's sometimes what I got to do. Cause everything's distracting. Yeah. I'm looking at my room here. I got a million autographs and distractions. John, <laughs> John Wood and the rock, Bill Belichick. You know, I'm just looking at distractions all day. Peyton Manning. Oh my God, there you are. Uh, you know, so, so I always think sometimes for me, I just gotta like close my eyes. Maybe is, is it, yeah. what is it to, to just soak in the message? But then most importantly, give yourself a pat on the bat, Nate, because you are subconsciously still getting that information, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's the there. key thing is that sometimes people are even better at recalling this information. I know my mom, she just can recall every last thing from 20 years ago, every little thing, the, the clothes that she was wearing that day. She's got one of those minds. Me, mm. I can't remember what I was wearing last Monday. Uh, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's just life, yeah. you know, but, but I think there's a beauty into that. But then I think, like I said, I always give myself credit because we are, at least you're doing it. You know, at least you are, yeah taking in the content and, uh, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, there's no right answer, but, uh, the act of doing it, it just makes you better at it. Right. And I think that's, that's right. That's the only thing you can do. And if you were to chop it up tonight, 
to, with a steak dinner with anyone in the world, who you want to sit down and, and, uh, and have a combo with tonight? Oh man, I knew this question was coming. You know, it, I would really love to resurrect Abraham Lincoln and sit down Ooh. with him. So, <laughs> like, oh my God. I, would, I think I've had two answers like that in a few hundred, uh, several 350 episodes now. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. He's Incredible innovative at first time. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible human. And, uh, and someone that obviously, uh, let's just be real, was probably, you know, pissed off a lot of people with his actions, uh, you know, but, but did it for the greater good of our race as JB, the wizard I had on yesterday would talk about as we are all one human race on this Mm -hmm. earth. And then we're, you know, different politicians, blah, 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 but it's all one race. We're all one human. And uh, to, to never forget that because, you know, quite often we get into this rat race and, the whole point in that in general is that uh, he believed in that and was willing mm-hmm. to literally put his life and life on the line and also to become the president. Can you imagine being the president? Uh, no, I don't want that be, responsibility. Right, right. <laughs> like it's different now even then, you know, but still like an OG, a true OG. Yeah. And I always remember him uh, with the, the Disney, the Abraham Lincoln speech. He'd have the reenactment of his speech that uh, they had there. It just always stuck out to me. Like I never saw any other president that had a Disney was at Disneyland. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, pretty cool to point. think about like his speeches on Disneyland, you know, like interesting, you know, not many other speeches in the world that are at Disneyland. So really cool. I like that. I like that. Has there been a book that has changed your life? Something you either reread or you kind of six to your heart? Yeah, one that, that is a, a very few books. Um, the one that I will reread probably 10 times over is a book called Lilla, L-I-L-A. Okay. Yeah, it's written by Robert Piercyig. Uh, it's the second book that he wrote. Um, the first one was Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which you may have heard. Oh, yes. um, it's a very philosophical book told kind of in a narrative story, but uh, the, the essence, the reason why is because he really kind of like tries to dig into um, kind of the labels that we give. Uh, and primarily, I mean, he takes it to the extreme, which I love. Like I have a philis- uh, philosophy um, kind of buddy and we, we always talk about nuns and puppies burning on a bus and that's your like philosophical extreme situation. What you do right. um, in his case in Lilla, um, his was basically defining what crazy is. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very fascinating to kind of like think about that for just a little bit. And you get to some really interesting places when you start thinking in that extreme, because then you have to give people a lot of grace. And I like that, that in my view, philosophy needs to be changing your behavior. Otherwise it's kind of pointless. And so, you know, this, that kind of thought process will do that for you. If you sit and think about like what is crazy and kind of like walk through that process, um, you're going to have to change how you work with other people. It's not, you, you can't, can't keep doing the same things. So I like the, I like when books kind of mess with your mind enough and make you uncomfortable enough to try and figure out something to change because that's, that's a beautiful time. And that's also why I like travel. It's the same reason. So yeah, pushing you into your outside of your comfort zones, uh, embracing new cultures, listening to the languages, seeing how people live. Mama me. I want to go back to Italy. Let's go. Let's go. I like that. Lilla. We're going to put that in the show notes. My man, you have an incredible journey, an incredible story, and I think that uh, the business room steals is is in a great place for the at least next ten years plus with the with the excitement of travel and the willing to uh, willingness to probably spend a little more money on travel. But then now with the tools like you, with the with an amazing site, uh, the Chrome extension, you guys 
can literally be maybe taking some more vacations because you're saving on your probably your second biggest (laughs) costs in the in the in the hotels. Uh, but dude, I always say like to all my guests, hey, you've had an incredible journey, but you're still in the beginning of even more abundance. You know, and the Paris model and the things you get to do in your life, uh, the Lord and the universe is blessing you, my man. Where is your favorite place uh, for people to learn more about uh, about the business? Should we uh, uh, plug the website? Yeah, roomsteals.com. You can see the staycations alert email. You can uh, download the Chrome extension. You can just be a member and go search the site like any other hotel search engine. That's the place for the business. Um, and for myself, if you want to have a conversation, which I would love to do, uh, you can find me on Twitter as Nate Ritter or any other social, social platform. I'm all over the place. It's Nate Ritter, uh, all one word, lowercase. And yeah, come find me. Let's talk. Love that, dude. Love that. And we're going to put that all in the show notes, guys. So just hit the description and hit that link, baby, and book yourself a room. I like it, sir. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, my man. Folks, you've been hanging out with Nate Ritter and True Too, too Tall and Travis Too Tall and Health. We want to thank you so much for your time today. And let's keep being real what another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the be real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today do you want to get featured on podcast, guys, you can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story. And the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts, that's I-L-U-V podcasts.com, do that every single day. This is a new company guys in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcasts. And they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.